Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph Toy Basham, MD. Co host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Melissa Bernard. We'll be right back, hour two. Pat Boone will join us at the end of this hour. Looking forward to that. The crooner. And then we're going to talk about something. It's going to be wonderful right after this. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you what a thrill it is in life to have a wife that's excited when somebody rips me onto it. I wasn't Thank excited. You. I yes, just, you were. I just, I was like, oh, well, wow, whoa. How did, well, how did you even know? <laughs> because I follow uh, this person and they follow me. Oh, well, that's cool. Like I said, if you're on the air, you're going to have people that can't stand you when that's oh, just the way it well, is. Oh, well, like I but, haven't known this. You've been doing this a long time. But people it's just you relished it be... uh, so much <laughs> that, you know, you loved no, just, it so much. To tell much. you the truth, um, since I'm not on Facebook anymore, really, like, at all, I don't I don't even remember the last time I posted something, um, months. And I don't look at anybody else's stuff anymore. I don't yeah, know. Facebook yeah, yeah. just bothers me. I don't like it. I don't like the people that run it and own it. And so I just don't like it anymore. So anyway, so I'm, I, try, I scroll around on Twitter a lot just because with all this rioting and stuff, it really, right. and all the crime that's going on, it's the only place that you can actually find pretty much what's happening. Yeah, I suppose. <clears throat> I suppose that is true. Yeah. Fa- wait a minute. Facebook's and the only place you can find out what's happening? No, Twitter is better, I think, at um, some stuff. I mean, obviously, they get stuff wrong all the time because somebody like, will report. Like that truck driver and that like, he intentionally tried to kill people on there. And like in Duluth where the, where the, right the policeman got shot in the hand. Exactly. And, the, and the Twitter was, yeah. oh, the police just shot two young people. But it's interesting because yep. in, at, in, on Twitter, you can watch the story develop and find out that it's false pretty quickly where i think other things it's like it goes on for days yeah i mean like the, the fact that you follow that thread of what an asshole i am <laughs> you know, 
That was really nice of you, Catherine. Right. I'm going to point yes. that out. I mean, just how, phenomenal. How many, you're a saint well, for living with this. Well, somebody's got to bring it down to the ground this. I've said once it in a while. Get off your high horse, Tommy Bernard. We were just talking about this off the air, which I find a little bit on the air, too. But I find it fascinating because there are, there are a lot of white people in Minnesota uh, and black people are the ones that first told me this, and I thought about it and said, you're absolutely right, in that I grew up where I grew up. You have to understand something. When I pick on people, it means I like them. See, that's the thing that people do not understand. If I'm always nice to you, it means I don't like you, because I'm trying to keep you at arm's length. That's the way I grew up. That's North Minneapolis. It's not me. It's just, you know, where I grew up. That if you're always nice to someone, if you really like someone in North Minneapolis where I grew up, my friends, the Laurent brothers and Andy Fisher and Greg Lundin and Tommy O'Brien and the Burnhams and all, you're, you were not all, yeah, once in a while you go, hey man, great to see you, how's everything going? But if you're just hanging out, you were not nice to one another. You would go, yeah, nice shirt. You know, <laughs> that's what you just did, right? You, you would needle each other. Why do you think it is that some Minnesotans don't like that? Are they... Are, is it that passive aggressive thing again where you always have to be nice to someone no, and then like, behind their back you say what a piece of shit yeah, they are? Did you see the shirt the guy had on? Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Right. Yeah. That's see so you have to understand something. Like but well you said Paulie said said that i I was mean to Candace or something? Uh, yeah, laughing at her because of something she said about Minneapolis, I no, guess. Once again, Polly, and you're welcome to call in if you want to, Polly. I'll talk to you about it. But but if I didn't pick on her, it would mean I don't like her. Now, if I don't know you, I'm going to be nice to you. That's a whole different story. If I don't know you, I'm not going to go, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, I might. It all depends. on But no, people, I am beginning to understand what this whole deal is with the press in the state of Minnesota just not being big fans of mine. They don't get it. They Well, you've never played the little kiss-ass game. Well, yeah, and I won't kiss people's mm-hmm. ass. I just won't do that. Yeah. But you have to understand something. When I'm laughing at Candace or ridiculing Candace making fun of her, it's because I like her. People don't get it. It's just the way I grew up. It's how I am. Well, like I was talking about with being a female in Minnesota, it's like you have to it, – it's a strange herd thing. There, It's like if uh, – if 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 a, if a group of women like tries to get you in their group, which like I said, they've usually known each other since sixth grade or fifth grade or something, mm-hmm. or even kindergarten, I, it's like they could have the worst haircut in the world, and if you don't say, "Oh my God, what a cute haircut!" It's a most <laughs> adorable hair. If they even right, if they ask right. you, if they say, "What do you don't you think this haircut's terrible?" You don't say you don't agree. You don't you don't right. say yes. No, it's terrible. Right, you right. say it's great it's fabulous and then let them you know change their hair over time and then if they ever say god that haircut i had last year was terrible you never say god it really was you say no it was so cute you're so cute you you can have any haircut you're so cute you have to sit there and just be why do you you have to be the you have to support every and anything Otherwise, you're um, you're mean. Yeah, just a cultural thing that happened. Just be mean. I'm always like, do not ask me for my opinion if you don't want yeah. my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, the way Melissa's family talks to each other. They <laughs> <laughs> kind of go after one another a little bit. We never would. No. Really? No. Yeah. You never would what? My 
<laughs> Andy's Andy like when we're at our fam- our family's house my brother will say something to my mom and he just like goes like this Andy does like <laughs> he I would, recoils and in I'm horror. like I'm like you would never say that to your mother would you and she, he goes no <laughs> like, he'll be talking and she'll interrupt him and he'll be like shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah that's yeah like, well but that's how your no family is joke. it like, doesn't mean anything no no like, but that's, that's just, just how it is talk. if I said that to you it would mean a lot it would be different. I would have hurt feelings. Exactly. And you'd be very quickly made aware of those hurt feelings, yeah. both exactly. in a mental state and in a physical yeah. way. Exactly. Yeah, like my my How family's very abrupt yeah. with each other. The dynamic, the, yeah. the uh, community dynamic. Really yes, uh, very much determines so. what words mean. Yeah, see, when I grew up, we, we were never like, we were never <clears throat> mean to each other, but we were never really nice to each other mm. either. But everything got discussed. We didn't like not look at the elephant in the room. It yeah. was like we talked about the elephant, you yeah. know. Mm. Like, but you know, not like like your family talks about the elephant for the rest of time. Yeah. Rest of time. Yeah, <laughs> our our right. family talks about the elephant, and then that's done. We're mm-hmm. t- elephant's well, gone, and now we walk forever. away. But yeah, forever. but you're forever with the elephant. We do have Polly on the line. Polly, what's up, man? Hey, you, you said I should call you. Yeah, no, I, I just want uh, because Andy had told me that you were upset that I was, you thought I was picking on Candace or something. Um, not necessarily picking on her, but dismissing her point of view this morning. No, wait, um, when was good? And, and I'm not, does I'm not to trying to be up. It was, it wasn't the first hour of the, um, of the morning show this morning, you guys kind of picked on her a little bit. Then afterwards, it, it got to where you, you came to an understanding. But my problem is, is that um, I think about the past all the time, you know, oh, okay. where I grew up, and you do too. Mm-hmm. But the reality is now is these kids right now are living in the present, and they have they have to deal with this stuff, you know. Yeah, I understand I mean, this that. This is their completely. reality. This is their childhood. This is their, you know, this is how they're growing up. And I just don't think it's fair to um, dismiss now, what, other people's. What did I dismiss? Because I don't remember doing it. And I'm very, I don't remember doing it. Probably. What, what, do you remember what she said that I dismissed? Um, she said that she felt sorry for um, Mayor Fry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, guys, I, yeah that guys, wasn't dismissing what she said. Yeah. Well, well Mayor Fry's a massive pain in the ass. That he's a he's a shitty leader. <laughs> I mean, well, he is. Yeah. I mean, you can't you, you, you can't have ours. I mean, we got Mayor Kleist up here. We got um, Police Chief Blair Anderson. I mean, they're great leaders. Oh, good. You guys can't have them. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. Well, see, so that, your own. that was more of an attack on Fry than it was on Candace. And look, I understand. You know, I, I do understand your point in that she's she's 29 years old and she's trying to understand what the hell's going on. Whereas I talk quite often about the fact that, you know, because because I was a nine years old in 1960, I just don't want to see the, the 60s repeated where, where our leaders start getting gunned down in the streets. And I, I don't like the fact well, that... Well, it's happening. That, I know. Yeah. I know, Paulie, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> so, no, I really, really like Candace. I hope you do know. And I don't pick on people oh, unless yeah, I, I like I, them. I, I adore her. She, she's probably the most powerful woman in the state right now. Candace? When she gets on the radio and starts talking, oh, she's got more power than any senator or anybody else. I you hope so. Me? God, don't tell her I said that, People though. listen to her. 
No, they do. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I'll, te- I think I'll tweet her. <laughs> yeah, tweet her. Yeah, tweet her. But no, Polly, um, so I'm glad you called in because, uh, first of all, we were just discussing in the in the in the first hour how I didn't know how different I was from most people in Minnesota. I didn't know that. I just act the way everybody in my neighborhood well, acted. Exactly, and, I, and when I talked to you yesterday, I told you about I just moved it. Moved in the St. Cloud here, or White Cloud, I guess they call it. Um, White Cloud, they and, do. And there's, what? and there's every every house. I mean, they're, they're like we're stacked one on top of another. Yeah. And every house is so different. Every place is unique, and every individual that lives in every one of these houses is a unique individual. Right. And it's 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 so cool. I mean, we're growing up out, and I grew up in a little town called Marty. <laughs> Oh, Paul, could you do me a favor? Um, could you hang on for just two minutes? i got to take a break, but hang on, okay? Okay. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American (laughs) Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Paulie's so I've never heard White Cloud before, Paulie. Why do they call it White Cloud? Oops, did we lose Paulie? Uh, Paulie. Paulie. There he is. I'm, oh, there I'm you there. are. Okay, are, good. There you, you are. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear yeah, you. I, I, yeah, we call it White Cloud because, um, you know, a lot of white people around here. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true. I suppose. Now, you said you grew up, you grew up in Marty, and where's Marty? It's, uh, uh, there's like, it's kind of between, um, Rockville and Kimball. I know that's not really narrowing it down, but the closest thing I can say by there, there's a ski place called Porter Ridge. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. I know where that is. On Highway 15. Yeah. So I, I could see the I could see the lights from Potter Ridge from my house. Oh, it was Potter probably Ridge. that's where Alex had one of her birthday miles. parties. Yep. Andy and Alex, I think. Yeah, that's where my nephew got a concussion. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Wow. That'll work. Good old Potter Ridge. <laughs> yeah. Good old. Good old yeah. Potter Ridge. You know what's really interesting? So what I what I was trying to say what I was trying to say earlier is that um, everybody has a different experience. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up. And um, I just learned this when I moved in the St. Cloud here, and and uh, you know I've been to uh, some treatment places before too, and everybody's experience is so different. Yeah, exactly. And then we always we always we always look at our past to um, to think about what to do next. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to look at the present and realize what's going on right now. Oh, that's smart. That's when you that that's when you need leaders to realize what's going on right now not some curly haired guy that you know wants to cry all the time and the stand and screw him so you agreed with me on the candace issue in the end paulie well yeah pretty much (laughs) i guess yeah it was not a big deal but i i I do i I do have empathy for him though too because i'm I'm looking at from candace's point of view Mm -hmm. is that she's looking at this leader that's not doing his job right and right she feels sorry for him and she shouldn't be feeling sorry for a leader a leader should be a leader that's correct she should be up there running the show and and getting the job done yeah i mean what the hell right. is going on down there I yeah know, they took off their pull-ups and she put on big boy city. pants long ago yeah. it's okay mm-hmm. yeah it's very yeah. very true but so, paulie i appreciate you calling back in because like i said I, I people people sometimes get a different impression from me like i'm well, Brian Zepp calls it my resting bitch face. He said, you always look like you're mad at somebody. RBF. And I, it's not intentional. It's just my resting bitch face, I guess. And then I do have that well, deal. Well, I've been going back and, I, I've been going back and watching a bunch of Sopranos episodes. So, uh, you so know. I remind you of a mafia leader? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Polly, in closing, I will say this to you, and this is a true. This is true. I have very, very close friends. One of my closest friends in the world is a guy named Kendall Norberg. He grew up out in uh, kind of like the, I guess, Robbinsdale, Medicine Lake, kind of the Medicine Lake area out there. And we I have talk, no idea where that is. Eh, it's just a west of the little, a little northwest, not nah, directly west actually of the Twin Cities, not that far, about ten miles, fifteen miles, something like that. But I, we talk about, you know, down the down the road when we retire some year and blah, blah, blah. And I said, so you're going to come over? Because we always vacation in, in, on the east side of Florida. And he said, no, no, I'm not coming uh-huh. over there. And I said, what do you mean you're not coming over there? We've been friends. We've got to hang out when we retire. And he goes, no, I can't do it. I said, why not? And he was very honest. He said, I can't deal with the New Yorkers. I just, I, I, they're not my kind of people. Mm-hmm. And see, so meet with me. I get along with them a lot better than I do with Minnesotans. And not all Minnesotans. I get along with, with a lot of Minnesotans. But some Minnesotans, the really passive-aggressive ones, I'm just not used to that. I'm just used to aggressive. So I get along well with New Yorkers and Bostonians and people from Philadelphia. You know, I get along well with them. And it's just, I guess, what you said. We all had different experiences. It's how I grew up. And I never knew I was different in that way until recently, I guess. Yeah, you, you have to... You have to listen to those you know the young people and um they know what's going on right now their experiences are going to shape their future and when they're you know an old 
can I swear? Yep. When you're an old fucker like you, <laughs> they can uh, talk about they can talk about their experiences too, growing up. But yeah. it's, right yep. now, it's happening to them, and they are the ones that are going to make the decision. So just please, you have a huge platform, and please help these young kids understand that the future depends on on what they do right now, and and, and it's it's so important. No, I, the point's well taken. My call, Polly. I will tell you what. I we've got a son here, Andy, thirty-three, and our daughter's thirty-one, Alex. And I'm scared to death for them. And Candy, uh, Candace would be part of that crowd. Twenty-nine, thirty-one, thirty-three. You know, listen, you're completely yeah, screwed because you're only twenty-five, aren't you? No, I'm twenty-eight. You're twenty-eight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't right know that. Right in that range. You old bag. Old <laughs> 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 bag. Wow. <laughs> Like I said, you can't be nice to people if you really like them. Anyway, Paulie, thank you so much for calling. It was great, great of you to call. Thank you. Thanks, See, sir. you're laughing Bye. at that part. I heard you, Paulie. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, thank you, sir. Have a good Bye. day. Bye. Yeah, see, that's something I'm, I'm going to have to think about now because I didn't realize. I, But I didn't say that it, the South was all racist. I don't know where she, where the other woman got that. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. I just thought, like I said, it was just weird because I don't really follow anybody right. on Twitter that's like a morning show person. No, I actually, could see that. your your listeners aren't big on Twitter. They're more Facebook. People. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. Oh, I, I could absolutely see that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think any of them are on Instagram. Did hardly. you see now <laughs> that all these big corporations like Ben and Jerry's and all that are going after Facebook? They won't advertise on there. Why? I thought that they liked that. Because they won't re- mute Trump. Twitter oh. did it. Oh, ben and Jerry's is like one of the most subversive places on. Oh, I won't very, buy their ice cream anymore. They're, they're horrible people. Are they really? Oh, they're God, very yeah. political. Always oh, have them. They, they oh, always have them. Very political. Oh yeah. If you, I had no idea. If you, so uh, it's such good ice cream. All you have to do is switch <laughs> a couple of mouths around, and you've got the uh, the clan right there. Wait, well, not even kidding. Well, what? Not no. even kidding. Well, they are. They are. Not they are. Even they, are they are politically nuts. You know, they're yes. that. You know, oh, they're they? they're <laughs> way off. The if they could, cliff. you know, if they could start executing people, they would. Well, Patagonia, they they pulled well. all their advertising off of Facebook. All these people are pulling their advertising because they won't mute Trump. They won't do it like Twitter did. Well, like I said, right now that's just the that's just. Yeah, that's the way it is. But it, 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 if the people are afraid of the mob, the mob is screaming yep. this, and they have to kowtow, or otherwise they're going to. Well, that's a dangerous thing to be to yes, have your content really driven by your advertisers, you know, and that yep. that's happening more and more. But to, to say, you know, we just we want this political view. Not heard, and it's you know, so it's, it's Trump now. Um, is it uh, you know Governor Walsh? Is it him next week? You know we don't want to hear this. Per- this is the person we want to hear. We want to hear this voice, not this voice, and that that is a dangerous yes, bad thing. No, bad you're right. Thing. You're absolutely. Oh, I agree. Right if you that. can't have an open, intelligent conversation w- on both sides of any topic, then it's not really something that needs to happen at all because that's just, that is fascism, right? The word for that is fascism. (laughs) That is fascism. I know, and they're pushing for fascism if you ask me, but apparently I'm wrong somehow. I don't know. Projection, that's why they call themselves Antifa. They're projecting. They're projecting, yeah. Uh, 
I think I'm going to do a disclaimer at the beginning and the end of every morning show now going, if I'm always nice to you, it means I don't like you. And then we'll just do the show. We should just drop that little sound bite in every, what, five, six minutes. What? What? More attacks. More attacks. That's all I know. Well, think about it. Not everyone listens to your show right at the beginning. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Or the entire time. Or definitely the entire time. Yeah. But I I mean, part of that whole deal is, you know, when, when she felt sorry for Fry, I'm like, Fry is creating violence. Fry's, he Fry's a little. He, he's, a, he's in it for the money. And now you, you at 28, Candace at 29, Alex at 31, Andy at 33. I am deeply concerned about what your future mm-hmm. looks like because I remember the 60s, Ralph. Remember the yep, 60s? I remember the 60s. Oh, God, it was horrible. Two, word, mm-hmm. two words, urban decay. It and you're going to see decay. that in the worst way. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Now, the mayor of Seattle did say they are going to tear down. Yeah, maybe uh, in like three days, maybe. Maybe. So you could keep kidding. Now, another person got shot. Well, there's been a rape? Been a rape, yes. There's been a rape. rape. And nobody's nobody's screaming and yelling about this. Why don't women. I don't know. Leave. Get upset about these things. Because they don't. Because uh, I don't want to get into it because I'm I'm, I'm a very. I have my strong beliefs as to women do that. For a particular reason, I don't get into that. That's like too mm. acid. Well, but I'm already married. They can't have. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> they can't don't have. Don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, there now. you go. I was hoping that was the case. I'm very confused. We'll be right back. Our very special guest, Pat Boone, coming up in just a couple of minutes with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. You know, you just reminded me of something, Ralph. Uh, when I used to go down to Chicago to do voiceover, Robert Kraft was a good friend. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting one night at a bar, having some drinks, eating a little dinner. And uh, across the street, there was the Moody Bible Institute. Oh, sure, right? sure. You know what that yeah. is, right? right? Moody Bible Institute. Robert Kraft stands up in the restaurant and goes... Moody Bible Institute. <laughs> now he starts singing Moody River. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Moody Bible Institute. Moody Bible. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to thank Paulie again for calling back in because you know it's a situation where where he had an opinion and we talked about it. And I, you know, I understand the situation. Uh, and he he is right in the fact that young people in their twenties and their early thirties. How do you guys even look at this and, and breathe? My God, it's got to, is it frightening? Mm-hmm. You think? 
It really is, isn't it? Yeah. It's just so sad. So it, it, it's just the 60s again. But I was nine yeah. years old. It, it, it just, it was terrifying. I do remember that. We, I thought, well, they they killed the president, and they killed Martin Luther King, and they killed, you know. President's brother, then they killed. Uh, Malcolm X. They That's killed right. George Lincoln Rockwell, who was a leader of the American Nazi Party. They killed everybody. And I just hope it didn't happen again. I am glad Pat Boone is with us. How are you, sir? Hello, Andy. Glad to be with you. I, uh, I'm not wanting to socially distance from you. I'm, I'm glad to at least be live with you there. Uh, in Minneapolis, man, you've been much in the news. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we sure have. A lot of us, listen, a lot of us praying for you, and I tried to do something about it. I really have. Because I, yep. I'm just a singer and a songwriter, but I've written other songs in the past that were that were that were aimed at trying to help solve problems. I wrote songs for the military, uh, for my country. I've written songs for the police, trying to get people to realize that we absolutely must support the police, not shoot them down, and uh, defund them. And uh, and 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 I've written civil rights songs of all types. So now I had written this song called "Can't We Get Along." Inspired by Rodney King during the L.A. riots. Sure. Remember when uh, the, yep. they yep. were tearing L.A. apart? Mm-hmm. He had been beaten up badly by the police. He had been apprehended. He was a criminal, uh, mildly so. He didn't deserve what happened to him, but he did survive. And when he came out to meet the press, with the L.A. riots still on, he could have said something very inflammatory mm-hmm. or defensive. Instead, with a cracked voice, his face still puffy and swollen, from the beating, he said, can't we get along? Can't we just be friends? And I cried then, and I wrote the song, and I didn't know what to do with it until two weeks ago. And uh, and I realized it was it could be a musical bridge to where we're trying to get. And a videographer did an incredible job of building little clips from the news, from television news, where people, black, white, old, young protesters, police, were trying to actually do what the song is crying for, which is communicate, uh, hear each other, uh, express needs to each other. And you see police in the video kneeling with protesters on the ground. You see them with their arms raised, uh, praying. You see the little black kid with tears in his eyes and afraid, and the black, I mean, the white policeman has his arm around him, comforting him and saying, it's going to be okay, son. And uh, and women uh, pleading with police and then reaching out and uh, embracing the policemen. And, I mean, you see these things happening that in the midst of the crisis, in the midst of all the, the uh, catastrophe happening, they're realizing these are human beings. We can, we can communicate. And, and out of that, policies can come. Of course, the song is not an answer in itself, but it's, it's, it is the basic part of an answer and that is when we realize there's only one race the human race mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, uh, and we are all part of it and we can all get along and we can work it out if we have goodwill not violence not burning stores and robbing and looting and and throwing molotov cocktails that is not going to solve anything of course it's going to make it far far worse exacer- exacerbate not many people use the word exacerbate anymore. But I love that I word. use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. 
Well, Pat, I will tell you that um, I've been a huge supporter of the police and the military for my whole life. And, and very quickly, 30 seconds, the reason for that was when I was a young man, a late teen, a friend of mine and I were walking down the street at about 5 o'clock in the morning. The sun hadn't quite come up yet. Uh, these cops pulled over and said, what are you guys doing? And the guy that was in me said, none of your business. Oh. So the cops got out, and they took him to one area and me to another area. And then all of a sudden the desk sergeant showed up, and they said, Tom. They didn't know me, but they knew my name because yeah. they asked. And yeah. they said, Tom, you got an option here. Here's what we're going to do. Um, uh, we're going to let you go and just understand uh, that you were not disrespectful and don't get disrespectful. Or... Uh, if you don't want to go and you want to be disrespectful, we'll just beat the hell out of you. <laughs> so, so they gave me an option. You know, there was a lesson there. I mean, it was a positive lesson. <laughs> it was. And I took you it with me the rest you know, of my let life. Let me tell you something. I, let me say, tell you something. Don Lemon, I don't, yep. I like him, but I don't agree with many of his policies, but then what he promotes on CNN. But he had... Denzel Washington on recently, mm-hmm. and he got the shock of his life because he was asking Denzel to say some inflammatory things and and about how uh, Black Lives Matter and all these things and the, and to validate the val- the violence. Instead, Denzel looked at him. He said, "Look, Don, I had three. I had two buddies. The three of us were as close as you can be growing up. Two of them are in prison now. I could have been in prison too, but yep. I had, the one thing was I had a father." I had a father. We weren't as close as I would like to have been, but I had a father who was teaching me uh, what to do and how to how to live. And my two friends didn't, and they're still in prison now. And I'm standing before you, Don. And no, I don't believe that we are all oppressed. I don't believe that we are um, necessarily shortchanged. We've got to, you know, we got to live good lives ourselves. And then when Don interviewed Morgan Freeman. Ask him if he didn't think that the that uh, blacks in general are being deprived by our economy. And Morgan gave him this cold stare and said, "No." He says, "Look at you and me. Yeah, are we deprived?" <laughs> no, they, they, Pat. I talk quite often. I do a morning show as well, and I'd love to have you on the morning show too to talk about. Can't we just be friends? A Wendy Moten yeah. and her single, written by oh, you. Oh yeah, boy, that that song I wrote it. You know, with Rodney King in mind and. And, uh, and everything that's happening now. And Wendy Moten did such an incredible job with the Black Chorus. And listen, nobody paid them or made them record the song. They feel it. It's their plea. It's their mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just was able to put words to it and music. And so I'm hoping that it's going to help be a little musical bridge across this divide in our country. Well, I, I certainly do as well. I, we were just talking... Uh, a couple of people on the show are, are 28 and, and 33 years old. I, we have a daughter, 31. We have a friend that I work with is 29. And we're, I, we, they are afraid, and I do understand, Pat. You were yeah. in the 1960s. You were you were like uh, like your mid 20s. I was nine years old, and I remember being yeah. terrified every day in the 60s. Wow, really? In the 60s? Oh yeah, because that was a time of great unrest, and I was writing mm-hmm. songs then. Yep. For uh, of support for the troops who, you know, there were those burning their draft cards going off to Canada. And, and, and I didn't know what the thing in Vietnam, I didn't know what justified our troops being there. I, mm-hmm. I really didn't. But, mm-hmm. but I was supporting the troops, thousands of American young guys that honored 
what Uncle Sam wanted them to do, and they went there, and, and 50,000 of them gave their lives while they were being disparaged back home. And I, I just couldn't, couldn't put up with that myself. I had to do something, and I got, I got called out for being supposedly uh, supportive of war, and I was not. I even wrote a song after that, right. a great song, which nobody knows. What if they gave a war and no one came? And and it's a it's a, a terrific song, but uh, nobody has heard it. <laughs> well, but it, it, we need to, we do need to hear it. We need to hear. Can't we just be friends? Wendy Moten uh, sings the song. Uh, you wrote the song, Pat. I, I just uh, it was such a thrill because my mother adored you. We loved your music when you know when I was a kid. I love still. her. Oh, Toots, her nickname was Toots, and she thought Pat Boone was the greatest. And you know what she said to me once? I am so happy. I've never talked to you before, but I remember when I was a little boy, my mother said, I really hope that Pat Boone believes in God. And I said, why why do you hope that? And she said, because he can sing, he can dance, and he's so damn good looking. (laughs) Well, triple threat. He got her wish. I have... I've been strongly a uh, believer, and that's what motivates me really all the time. And I pray for presidents, even if I didn't vote for them. The Bible says I'm supposed to, we're supposed to support those in authority over us, because there is no authority except the authority he puts there. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of the last two presidents, Obama and Trump, we either get what we need or what we deserve, and I think in both cases we got some of both. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're absolutely right there, <laughs> sir. Pat, please come back, and, I, and like I said, I'd love to have you booked on the on the morning show. I love talking to you. I've always admired you. You're a really, really good person, Pat. Thank you. Well, I try to be, and I thank you guys. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. Bye. I do not. Toots just loved Pat Boone. Oh my God, he's such a wonderful guy. Oh, he's a very nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, Lindsay saw him at uh, Viva Fresh, uh, Viva Rancho Cantina about five or six years ago. I think Troy Walker was there. Uh, great, a great entertainer, and he was there just as sort of, I don't know, a guest of somebody's. He was there and sang a song, or a couple mm-hmm. songs, and yeah, very interesting, very interesting guy. Good guy, good person. Good yeah, person. absolutely. We I need just, more good guys. We do, don't we? We mm-hmm. absolutely do. There's no question about it. Great show today. You know, Catherine came in and unloaded on Finally got it. Finally showed up. Uh, you know, it was great. Uh, and I come better. in late and then unload and on you. Unload on you. What kind of yours with two feet, <laughs> kicking <laughs> it around. Oh, man. Oh, this is like three years older than I thought she was. I know. How long you've, have you known Andy now? Like two, two years. years. Oh, see, that's why I thought you because it doesn't seem like it was that long. It kind of doesn't, actually. I know. It's like it just doesn't. the fact that Fawn is four yeah. and Sage is two. It's now. like, how, what? Yep. They just were born. I know. It's yeah, absolutely we, true. We met right before, I think, like three weeks or a month or something before Sage was born. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sage had just been born when we uh, like, were No, so you have met. You were 25 then when you first met Andy. 26. Oh, had you turned 26 already? Yeah, you were yeah. 26. Something. Something like well, that. Well, that is going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.